1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Got him! Well, that's a good way to do it. Very close. Out! Good shot. Pulled away. Four runs. Bang! Hits that one away. That's six. Well, it is Boxing Day, and on 5AA, we're extremely excited to have gotten through day one of the first, or the second test, should I say, at the MCG. The first game at the uh, MCG in quite some time. Geez, Melbourne will be absolutely uh, loving the fact that sport is back in their capital. But, Bonds, as I welcome you once again, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, we are here on the First Living Cricket Show to talk all things cricket today, including what has been an extraordinary day today in Test Cricket, but also uh, amazing things have been happening around the country in the sporting world. G'day, Sam. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to everyone. It Boxing Day is my favourite day of the year. In fact, I sort of almost call Christmas Day Boxing Day Eve because <laughs> yes. I consider it the best day of the year. It is wake up after eating for Australia the day before <laughs> and uh, just enjoying a full day's cricket. And yeah. now we've got not only Test Cricket all around the world and cricket from the MCG, which was fantastic, but we've got big two big bash games tonight as well. There's so much going on. There's a lot to talk about. We'll discuss a little bit of the BBL with uh, with the strikers and uh, some games that are on tonight, as you said. Christmas Day cricket, um, not just backyard, but also maybe some professional stuff. Should that be the case? But we should start right here, which has been the top story of the day, the Boxing Day test. The first day has reached stumps at the MCG. Australia all out for 195. A little bit disappointing, I think, for most here in Oz. We would be usually hoping, once we win the toss at, uh, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, to, to see our openers wander out and, and bully bowlers uh, around. But unfortunately, it was the bowlers that bullied us, and we were bowled out uh, pretty cheaply, and India had a little bat toward the end. We started well, took a wicket in the first over, but India came to stumps one for 36. So, kind of reminiscent already of the first test where Australia had some batting issues. Yeah, certainly have. And it started at the top with Joe Burns, who failed to score. And to say the pressure is on him is an understatement. Mm. He really needs to make a massive score in the second innings to hold his spot. I think it's that simple. Uh, With Warner almost certain to play in the third test. He's the one under the most pressure, I think. The Bunsen burner was already under Joe Burns, I think, midway through the Shield Hub here in October. So to think that he's already now made his way into two test squads, two test 11s in a row, and he has not really done anything bar that second innings in Adelaide, which was junk time, really. We were chasing 90. Yeah, there was no pressure There's, on in the second innings. Yeah. The Only chasing 90, you can go out there and... And not have to worry too much if you lose your wicket. So there was a little bit of pressure release and he, and he, he got to 50, which is congratulations, 50 not. Yeah. You take that, that in test cricket. Yeah. So however, yes, he's under, he's under pressure. Warner comes back. Someone has to, has to miss out. Mm. And at the moment, I think it's a simple swap. I'll pose this question to you and I'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Eight double two three double O double O $50 ace cricket voucher up for grabs so far in this next hour. Um, what does it take? for Joe Burns to hold his spot in Sydney, if there is a Sydney test, should I say. Maybe I should just reference the third test. Let's go. To, let's call uh, it the third uh, test, we'll, and we'll talk about that later we as well. What does it take Joe Burns to stay in the team? 
I think he needs to make a hundred in the second innings. Is that enough? Well, if if his hundred causes Australia to win the Test match, so assuming that Australia bowl India out for mm. something reasonably competitive, maybe under three hundred mm. or even one hundred ninety five as well, that'd be great. That's even less even than money. that. Yeah, yep. yep. So, and then if Joe Burns comes out, makes a hundred, yeah. and we get enough lead, and then bowl him out, and win the Test match. That almost holds his spot. Mm. Then it puts the selectors under pressure. Yeah. Who goes next? Yeah. Because Wade looked fantastic this morning. He looked as, as good as any of the batters, but only made 30. Uh, Travis Head um, came in at a really difficult time, did the job, got through to lunch, yeah. got to 38, and then we see this so often with Trav, and I wish we didn't. Uh, he gets to that score in that sort of 30 to 40, yeah. 30 to 50 maybe. And gets himself out. Yeah. So he still averages 40 at test cricket. He's got a, he's had a great run. He mm. always has been consistent. Unfortunately, consistent in so many self damaging ways. I think as you can, as you were just pointing out there, he gets that 30 50 period and he just finds a way to get out again today. You were telling me hard hands was probably the reason why. And he's, he's an aggressive player. He likes to go at the ball as often as he's a bit like a David Warner, but a little younger and likes to really go at it as often as he can. If he sees something he likes, he'll pounce on it and well, generally strikes, but sometimes it gets him in trouble. The whole top order is like that. They all want to feel ball on bat yeah. with the exception of maybe Labashane. Yeah. He's happy to leave, happy to leave. And the ball was doing a little bit. There was a bit of movement off the seam and the Indian bowlers, we probably should give them some credit. Yeah. They bowled beautifully today. They how's, were outstanding. How's Ravi Ashwin being bowled at the 10th over? I thought at the time, risky, but they went with it and they didn't bowl their uh, their, their debutant in Suraj until the second session. And it worked. It was a masterstroke. Ashwin came on, their best bowler, along with Jasper Brumra, and took some quick wickets at the start, which is exactly what rattled the Australian order and was enough to really do the damage because once you get through that top order, that first five, you're already just about home. And unless you have a tail wag like you did here in Adelaide, that was only 80 runs. That's that's all that Australia could really add here as well. And he got the massive wicket of Steve Smith. Mm. So Steve Smith has gone duck, one not out, duck. So does that, we would normally say, okay, well, look out second innings because yeah, yeah, yeah. Smithy's going to explode. But Ashwin's maybe just got the wood on him at the moment. That might not continue, but he was excellent. He finished with the figures of three for 35. Boomer, four for 56. Mm. And the debutant, uh, Siraj, two for 40. I hope that's right. Siraj. Yes, yeah, Siraj. We've, we've seen or heard during the week, KG, all he's done is say this series is already over. That is certainly not the case. <laughs> He's so far off. So, KG, I know I'm going to be joining you tomorrow morning, but I'm going to confront you on this. We are so far not out of the woods yet. It's not biased at all, is he, Kate? <laughs> he loves his Aussies. He loves his Aussies. <laughs> loves his South Australians more. It stumps India a one down and only 159 runs behind, uh, bowling us out for 195 if you've just joined us. Not a great day for the Australians with the bat. But as you said, four changes in this team. We heard of, uh, we just mentioned one debutant in Suraj. There were three other changes. Another debutant in Gill who came in who almost, almost, uh, blundered, blundered a catch at one point, uh, where Jadeja was running back and, uh, just almost ran. It was almost a, con it was, you know, a contested mark in footy. It was almost a contested catch to try and take, uh, one of those early wickets of Matthew Wade, which was remarkable. Um, Pant, the, the keeper has come in for yes. Saha. 
and Jadeja, as I just mentioned, has come in for Virat Kohli. Just about wholesale changes there. That's some massive changes to that team. Is to a force, is, because obviously Coley went home. Of course. And Shammy broke his arm. So, to a force. But but it's it's a pretty big... You don't generally change a test team by four. So, this is a pretty big shift. Do, do we think these will do the job? You don't normally get bowled out for 36 True. either. So... <laughs> <laughs> but no, look, I think, I think they were the right. I'm, I'm not sure I, I probably would have played Jadeja in the first test as well. I so, agree. Um, and then swapping keepers. Uh, I guess they like Pant's aggression. Mm. Um, he's, he's a chirpy fella. I yeah. think he's the Matthew Wade. I heard this earlier today. I think he's the Matthew Wade of India's team. He's that chirpy little keeper that gets under your skin, just says a few things to really annoy you. Sometimes you need that aggressor in the t- and 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 you know the keeper is the the barometer of the team, isn't he? In the field, yes. When your team's down, the keeper gets you up and about. Yes, yes. He's uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's a pretty good a pretty good analogy that he is the Matthew Wade as far as uh, just yeah, it's just the little serial pest. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, Matthew Wade. We still love you. Oh, absolutely. It's a good. It's a good quality. It's an endorsement. Yes, you need players like that in your team. Yeah. Yes. We saw earlier today another situation as well, the DRS. Uh, this has been talked about much throughout the week for all sorts of other reasons, mainly for the Big Bash. But I think we need at the international level, especially Test cricket, to tinker some things. One of those things is how we look at runouts. I feel like we're missing something here, Bonds, and I'm going to take this up with you. Hmm. So how many times do we get stuck when we're looking at a side-on runout and they've gone up to the third umpire and somewhere between a couple of frames, the bales have come off and the bat slides in and then you take it back a frame and the bat's now out of the crease and the bales aren't off. And you yep. go, where was it really? The frame in the middle. Somewhere so, yeah. in the middle. The standard TV cameras uh, are 50 frames a second yes. without confusing everyone. Yeah. So, And that's how quick cricket is. Yes. It, it, it's somewhere in that within one frame of those 50 per second, something's happened that we need to know of. And I'm saying, Bonds, I reckon, and I saw Trent Copeland even tweeted this and a few others have been frustrated for a long time. We just need higher powered and higher frame cameras. Super slow-mo. Super slow-mo cameras side on. We need to be able to shoot at two to 300 frames a second, which is what those cameras are. It's not like that technology isn't available. We need to have them side on for these run out situations. Another question for you, Sam, without notice. Should we have zing, zings, bales, and stumps for every test match? No, I don't like it. But then that shows you when the stumps are broken. Yeah, but you can see the bale coming off. Yeah, but maybe you can't. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe the glove's in the way, and the camera can't see that. Side on? Maybe. maybe both sides? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, but maybe there's, you know, yeah. there's, there is some confusion. With the lights, there's no confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the soon as they broken. light up, the stumps are broken. Yeah. No, I can see that. I, I've always, no, I can see the benefit of that, and that is f- totally fair. I just have a weird, it feels uneasy in a test match seeing these light up, you know. We had it in Adelaide because it was a day-night test. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I like it. It feels a little bit, ah, this is just my traditional side coming out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a bias in this argument. But I don't know if I like them. But I, anyway, 822 you can have your say on that. Should we improve the DRS in those sorts of ways, and what can help? Or do we get rid of it? Or do you get rid of it? Has DRS made cricket better? 
8223 There's an Ace Cricket $50 voucher up for grabs if you certainly want to get involved in that discussion. Very soon we're going to talk to international cricket reporter for Crick Buzz, Bharat Sundarason. He's a, he's been at the MCG all the way through uh, the lead up for the Boxing Day test and the whole way through today so he can tell us everything that's happening. Alex Price very shortly as well. Adelaide striker and also champion now of the T20 district comp with the Sturt Cricket Club, which is going to be exciting. So we're going to chat to her as well, Bonds. Looking forward to speaking to Pricey and uh, the the great man, Barat, with the best hair oh, in cricket media. The best hair by far, more than us, because we have none. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Eight double two three double O double O. It's sixteen past six on your Saturday Boxing Day. Hopefully you've had a what, fantastic day. You've hopefully beaten the family in the backyard cricket uh, contest that's gone about. But Australia today, it's the story of the day. The second test it stumps Australia bowled out for one hundred and ninety five. India in response one for thirty six at the break. It's one hundred and fifty nine runs. The difference Australia trailing. After winning the toss, looked like they were, well, hopefully could have been in control because that's generally what we're used to seeing on Boxing Day at the MCG. But unfortunately for the Aussies, it hasn't been the case. And India have had quite a good day at the MCG right now and has been throughout the day is our international cricket reporter, Bharat Sundarason, works for Cricket uh, Crick Buzz and does a magnificent job. He's generally with us on the daily as well. Bharat, how are you, mate? Oh, good, Tommy. I've had a very interesting Boxing Day. It's... Uh... A lot has happened. Uh, a lot that we didn't expect to happen. We didn't expect another batting collapse from one of mm. these two teams. But there you go. Quite a remarkable one, wasn't it? How did you see the day as Australia won the toss? It looked like wonderful condition, conditions to bat. But the Indian bowlers, full credit to them. They seem to have uh, executed beautifully. Yeah, and if anything, it just put that 36 all out from Adelaide into perspective. It was if you leave the 92 minutes that happened, the of craziness that happened that morning on Saturday or that afternoon, these two teams have been so close to each other. And that's why we were expecting that Adelaide taste also to end up as a close finish because we didn't get that. And in India, I mean, not just had the perfect plans for the Aussies, but they executed them really well. There was some moisture on the wicket. Uh, so you saw Ashwin come in early. And, of course, the change of leadership, Ajinkya Rahane, very different captain to Virat Kohli. Mm. I'm not going to stick my neck out here and say whether he's better or not. <laughs> put my neck on the line. Uh, I want to go back to India at some point, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I, I, he's always been a bowler's captain. He's, uh, and, and what that means is he's someone who gives a lot of freedom to the bowlers so they can take their own calls, whether it's regards to the fields or uh, just how they want to operate. And, and we saw that really come through uh, throughout the day. Uh, just Pit Boomer was uh, excellent. Uh, Umesh Yadav slightly erratic. Ashwin was, I think this is the best he's bowled away from home ever in his career. Uh, and what an outstanding debut from Mohamed Siraj. Yeah, let's uh, have a quick, and, and g'day, Brat. It's Pit Spons here. Good to, hey. good to speak to you again. My, before, just move off, I don't want to move off Rahani too quick. I thought his captaincy today was excellent and yeah. bringing Ashwin in to the attack early. I'm not sure that's something that Coley would have done. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he has done it a couple of times maybe in his captaincy career. But yeah, you wouldn't have expected him to go for uh, uh, the juggler or something so unconventional that early early in the piece. 
because it's not like the new ball wasn't doing anything. Bumrah was bowling really, really well. Uh, but just like you know, reading the conditions, like you know, saying saying the moisture on the pitch, it, it, it looked like a, a call that uh, when we've seen it from Rahane before. The first time he ever captained India was against Australia and Dharamsala. The first thing he did want ask for the fifth bowler because he wanted to win the game. Like you know, he is very attacking in his own way. Uh, of course, Virat Kohli is built up in this country as being aggro, very Australian in the way he goes about his business. Rahane is the polar opposite of that. But when it comes to captaincy, he is very, very attacking. We saw that in the way he brought Ashwin on and even in the way he kept Bumrah on uh, for longish I want to talk about Marnus Labashane briefly here. He's hit 47 in Adelaide, 48 now in Melbourne. In two innings which have seemed quite unmanus in a way. I'm not sure if that makes sense to you, but he hasn't looked comfortable, has he? No, he hasn't. And uh, like, uh, spent a lot of time in the last couple of months watching him in the net. And you can see that he's not as comfortable with his own technique, with mm. his own batting as he generally is. Uh, you know, you hear him talk about uh, things are not that are not working out the way they were last summer. So he's been working really, really hard on rectifying them and trying to get back into um, not just the form, but just the body positions he was, he was getting into last year. So I think it will take a while. And he, he's been very, very fortunate. I mean, the difference between Manus Labushin and Steve Smith has been every time Steve Smith has made a mistake, he's mm-hmm. gotten out. Whereas Manus has just somehow managed to hang in there, survive. Uh, and scored two forties, which, yeah, haven't, he hasn't looked like himself, but he hasn't looked like himself even in the net. So, um, I don't know what it is. But that's that's test cricket for you, right? Mm. You can't have everything go your way all the time. Uh, but at least he's been lucky enough to survive and uh, put some runs on the board. Yeah. Have you heard any rumours in regards to what's going to happen in the third test? Oh. Obviously, there's <laughs> there's um, issues in Sydney with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Is the media press box in Melbourne? Are they all talking about staying there for another test match in Melbourne? Uh, not really. Not at the moment because. It doesn't look like that decision will be taken anytime. So not before um, this test match nears an end. And, you know, the best part about today is it looks like we're heading for another four-day finish, mm. <laughs> which, is, which from a journalistic perspective is not a bad thing. You get a day off. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's a good start. But uh, not not really. We haven't heard much about it. Of course, the curator at the MCG has uh, prepared like two surfaces which could be of test match quality if in case Melbourne does need to host another test match. But, uh, well, we got, what, nine new cases in Sydney today. So things are looking up mm. uh, over there. But the real question is uh, what happens post-Sydney? It's not about playing in Sydney, but will everyone be allowed to go to Brisbane uh, there from there on? So uh, everything is been a, has been a moving feast, as the Aussies like to call it, this, mm. this summer. And it continues to remain so. So no no confirma- confirmation yet. And before I move away from that and jump straight back to the cricket, I do want to ask, there's a, there's meant to be a little bubble that's been created for this sort of Sydney to Melbourne change if that was to come about. You're part of the media cartel. Are mm. you going to be required to bubble up? Uh, yeah, I, I've never had anyone ask me to join them in a bubble before this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little intimate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, yes, there has been talk of maybe have creating that bubble in case uh, the Brisbane uh, or Queens, the Queensland government does have issues with a lot of people travelling from Sydney. 
but again, early days with that, uh, we still have what uh, over 10 days for that uh, third test match. So mm. It's scheduled to start on the 7th this time. I'm sure we would have heard a lot more if it was on the 3rd, which is how, where it, when it begins traditionally. Uh, but if there is a bubble, then I would expect to be in it, Sam. Like, have mm. you heard something that I haven't? No, I, I want to know because it'll be, because you're part of the media and they said they're going to build one for the media, so that'd be interesting. Um, let's go back quickly to the game itself. Uh, Joe Boones, I mean, yet another failure, which is just, uh, it's it's hard work to sort of watch him grind away and just not get any reward for what he must be putting, a lot of hard work. You watch a lot of him in the nets uh, in the lead up to these test matches. Is he looking good in the nets and just can't quite get it off the square when he's out in the middle? What's going on? Uh, you know, I, I felt so good for him yesterday morning, Christmas morning. Um, he had his third long net uh, since the teams have come to Melbourne, and he looked at ease. He looked like it looked like the weight of the world had been lifted off his shoulder. And Justin Langer has been spending a lot of time with him, giving him, throwing down hundreds of balls. And even even in his dialogue with Joe Burns, it's gone from nice, nice to good, good mm. on December 24th to beautiful Burnsy yesterday. So, you know, both of them seemed very happy with the way his feet were moving, uh, with the way his uh, head was moving. But then, you know, it's just one of those things you get a good ball, but it yeah. was a ball he could have left alone. Uh, again, same kind of dismissal where the front foot is raised, he's on the move, and the hands and the feet aren't in sync and he gets the edge. So, uh, David Warner looking fit, and I saw him in the nets here what two days ago after the Australian team had left. He had a little, he had a little net against Sean Abbott, and he looks pretty fine. He was also running up and down the wickets. So with him coming back, uh, you wonder whether it's going to be a Warner Wade combination at the top of the order. What do you think India need to uh, make in their first innings? What's going to be? I guess the goal, obviously they'll want to bat for as long as they can, but what's a competitive total for India in the first innings? Well, they've started off pretty well. And again, we spoke about Smith, uh, Steve Smith and Manish Labushe, and you have to feel for Prithvi Shaw. Uh, he, made two, he makes two mistakes uh, in one test match. He pays for both of them, and he loses his place in the side. Shubman Gill makes his debut, faces nine outstanding deliveries from Pat Cummins. It's a nice boundary gets an edge and gets dropped. And now he's looking really, really pretty. And he is a very good-looking batsman. He's a pretty batsman. And uh, the way he play, played Nathan Lyon uh, was very, very positive from an Indian perspective. Uh, and India would just continue, would like to bat and bat and bat. Pujara is looking solid as well. Uh, we did see there was a period when uh, Travis Head and Manas Labushain put that partnership on the board where the ball didn't seem to be doing too much. Uh, so and the moisture would settle. So tomorrow will be a wonderful day to bat. Uh, and I mean, we thought the same on day three of the Adelaide Test as well. And we know what happened there. <laughs> so no point predicting at all this summer. But you know, it's a it should be a good batting day. And India can keep batting uh, and put anywhere between three fifty to three seventy five on the board. Um, they're well in front in this game. You're a good man, Bharat, for taking the phone call at this time of day. A long day for you over there in Melbourne. Have, enjoy the second, third, fourth, fifth days. If it gets that far, this is going to be a fascinating contest. 
Oh, uh, cheers, Sammy. And yeah, uh, can't look forward to tomorrow. I can't wait. Look forward. To, can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> it has been a long day. I am quite tired right now. <laughs> don't get on. Don't go and uh, get up to too much mischief on a on a Boxing Day evening in Melbourne. I'm sure it'd be <laughs> it'd be a bit of fun out there tonight. Have a great uh, no, one. My mate. wife's here. Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> Good. <laughs> She'll keep you in check. Barat Sundarayson, who uh, works for Crick Buzz International Cricket Reporter, he does a magnificent job. You'll hear him throughout probably the rest of the Test Series 2 on 5AA, um, giving us all the latest. But uh, at the MCG today, small crowd, uh, limited crowd, but, um, yeah, unfortunately not what the Aussies wanted to see. No, uh, only a crowd of 30,000, which I guess is small for the MCG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barat, what a great man. He's and a, his cricket knowledge is second oh, to none. He really is. He watches them meticulously in the nets as well. He's just an incredible day in, day, day out, uh, working hard to give us the latest. Anyway, coming up next, we're going to talk to Adelaide striker Alex Price. Won the uh, championship with Sturt in the T20 competition last weekend at Carroll Noble under lights, which is the, one of the first few times I reckon it's ever happened for Cairo to go properly under lights for a game of cricket. So we might ask her about that as well. That's coming up next on the First Eleven Cricket Show. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First Eleven Cricket Show. Half past six on your Boxing Day Saturday. Hopefully you've had a fantastic day, whether you've been out shopping or been at home uh, with the family or out for another gathering. It's always a great time of year. Merry Christmas to you, wherever you are. Around South Australia, very, very shortly, Bonds, we're going to be talking to Alex Price, who's been, she's had a great week, and um, we're going to chat to her about what she's achieved with the Sturt Cricket Club. An update quickly before we get to Alex, though. Australia, today, on the very first day of the Boxing Day test, all out for 195, uh, trailing India by 159 runs at the moment. India, one for 36 at the end of the first day's play. Not the greatest performance by the Aussie batsmen. They've got a bit to do to work their way back. But India currently 1 for 36 in response. Alex Price, as we mentioned, plays for the Adelaide Strikers, but also represents Sturt in the grade competition and took out the championship of the T20 competition over the weekend last weekend. Uh, and Alex joins us on the First Eleven Cricket Show right now. Alex, congratulations and welcome. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to you. Where are you at the moment? What have you been doing for Christmas? Um, I'm down at Middleton with my grandparents who have a really nice place down there. And, you know, we've just been living it up on the beach and watching the Boxing oh. Day test. So, yeah, doing yeah, it tough. Been really nice. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, we finished the show in about uh, half an hour. So we might drive down. Uh, beers on ice, are they, Alex? Beautiful. Yeah, we've got plenty of spare bedrooms, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, no. Let's get on to the cricket. Let's talk about your win with Sturt during the week. Uh, you played Northern Districts in the T20 uh, Women's Final at Karen Rolton under lights. Now, is this we believe this is the first official game of cricket under lights at KRO. Yeah, it was. It was really cool, actually. You know, um, we haven't really had um, a chance to play on too many ovals like Karen Rolton... Um, you know, for district club cricket. So it was really cool. And, you know, under lights too was a, uh, made a, a bit of a spectacle for, you know, our family and all that. So yeah, it was really awesome. And to, you know, win as well was just an added bonus. But yeah, it was awesome. So you batted first. You put a total on the board of five for 152. Emma DeBrow, 55. Josie Dooley, 74. She was excellent. You had a, yeah. a swashbuckling 10. 
uh, with <laughs> Matt, Alex. Um, yeah, I, t- I think I said to I think I said to them they went a bit slow. So <laughs> <laughs> I told them they should have given me a few more balls, but no, no, no uh, it was good fun. And then you bowled Northern Districts out for 117 to claim the title. You got a couple of wickets for yourself, uh, which yeah. was good. Uh, just a great team performance. Yeah, the whole day, because we played the semi-final that day as well and, you know, had a super over in the game before. And then, you know, the whole day was just awesome. And, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of everything just kind of fell into place for us, you know. Um, we did finish fourth in the comp, so to come fourth and then um, win the win the title was, yeah, pretty great. And, you know, the, the group of girls we had was awesome, so... Yeah, it couldn't, couldn't have gone any smoother for us, I don't think. Well, it's a wonderful scene as well. And to play at Karen Rolton, you mentioned it before, it was a wonderful spectacle for you to play there. You've played plenty of night cricket, but I suppose maybe a lot of your teammates haven't played a lot of night cricket. Is it a bit of an adjustment for some of them? Yeah, I think most of the girls, apart from maybe myself and Josie Dooley um, and, and obviously Megan Shute. Mm, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the other girls hadn't played a game under light, so, wow. you know... Um, and yeah, I think Northerns as well. They only had a hand, a couple of girls that um, have played under light. So you know, it was it was pretty awesome. And we've got a lot of young girls. Like we got a couple of fourteen, fifteen year olds in our side. So um, yeah, it was it's good to get them a uh, game under their belt, under lights. But yeah, it's a bit different trying to catch the ball under lights too. So <laughs> amazing. Nah, it was good. Now, for our listeners that don't know, you're actually uh, quite a handy footballer as well. Oh. You you played uh, uh, when you were 16, you won Port Adelaide's best and fairest. Wow. And then you done were, a bit of digging. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're also selected in the under-18 All-Australian side. Oh. So it begs the question, what what was the change going to the better sport in cricket <laughs> than, than not continuing with your footy career? Um, to be honest, it was probably the fact that the the cricket had a pathway at that time because there was there was no women's AFL. I, there was yeah. that one. They had an exhibition game mm. where we had a draft and stuff, and I actually played in that as well. Oh, um, okay. From <laughs> Melbourne, so yeah. a bit of a brag. Wow. But <laughs> nah, so I I did play in that when I was eighteen, um, and I was I was playing both the sports, and then you know the women's AFL hadn't really kicked off, and um, the Big Bash was just starting to you know. Um, it was about to take off and, you know, we were getting paid at cricket and um, football was not really, you know, um, it was, just wasn't, you know, super mm. um, up and about. So, yeah, the cricket just kind of, um, I don't know, it was, a, it was an obvious choice for me at the time, but it doesn't mean I haven't thought about going back to, back to footy every now and then, but yeah. It's um it's worked out pretty well for me, so I'm pretty happy. Oh, you, you're travelling beautifully in in the sport of cricket right now, anyway. So stick with it. I'm sure there's <laughs> even higher honours about on the way. But I, I I'm curious to know because obviously you play a lot of white ball cricket. That's primarily all mm. the the ladies do play. I'd like to know whether you, I mean, you and your teammates find a little frustrating. Mm. There's not enough opportunity in the red ball space. Yeah, well, like I I don't think we've ever really played red ball. Um, you know, so it's. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that's been talked about and a lot of the females, especially, you know, speaking of Megan Shute, um, she would love the chance to play a lot more Red Bull cricket, um, you know, at the highest level. And, yeah, we don't really get the opportunity at district level to do two-day games or anything. So, but, yeah, we're, we're all, I would love to play um, with the Red Bull. Um, but, yeah, it just it is what it is at the moment. And, 
you know, it's where the, the white ball is where the money is at, at the moment. So, you know, we just, we just do what we're told. But we, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the girls would love to play it. Do, do you think there would be a, a, some people that would gather and make a push for more red ball cricket, especially at the grade level? Because, I mean, I understand if maybe at the international level or, or, or the state level there isn't a, a, an ability to cater for that for whatever mm. reason, dollars or whatever. But while you're yeah. paying to play or, or whatever at the grade level, surely there should be some opportunities provided yeah i think honestly i don't know how much traction it would gain yeah. but I, I i think i would i would like to play it um but yeah like i said um we you know they think about it from like an australian point of view mm. what are the australian girls playing they only play like one or two tests a year mm. real or if that yeah of course <laughs> so you know they um i think it really stems from um what's happening up the top and then it filters down from the bottom but um, yeah, we played games with the pink ball um, a couple, maybe maybe five or so years ago. We played a fair bit of pink ball cricket, which was um, interesting. But yeah, not, not not with the red ball yet. So yeah. Now you've got some games coming up for the Scorpions mm-hmm. in January. There's four games in January, and three of them are at Karen Rolt Noble. So fans can come along and watch the girls uh, take on. You're looking forward to these games in January. Yeah, I think everyone's ready and raring to go, to be honest. It's been a long time between 50 over games um, for the Scorps girls and, you know, we're hoping to do a bit better than the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. So the games are on the 15th of January, you take on New South Wales. 18th of January, dub, uh, you take on WA over at the Wacker. And then back here at Karen Rolton on the 25th of January against Tassie and 29th of January against the ACT. Mm. Um, it's... You, you hadn't have the Scorpions haven't had a lot of success lately. What do you girls need to do to change that? Um, we've got some we've got some new girls come in. So like Josie Dooley, Gemma Barsby have both come over um, from Queensland, and we've got Courtney Webb as well. We've got a, a bit of a different group this year, and you know we've been training a lot. So um, yeah, I just think you know honestly we probably need to make more runs with the bat um, and. Our strike bowlers haven't been taking enough wickets, but hopefully, um, you know, Talia McGrath is looking like really nice at the moment with bat and ball. I think she made something like 300 runs in a week the Jeez. other day. So, um, yeah, like we're, we're going, we're doing a, a lot of, a lot of things right at the moment, especially at club level. So we've got a lot of girls making runs and taking wickets. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, yeah, I think. We're, we're looking really good and we're shaping up for a big WNCL. And Darcy Brown added to that, oh, uh, into that squad amazing, as well. She's she? a bit, bit of a rising star, isn't she? She's, a, she's an absolute jet. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's just such a nice, um, kid to have around the group. She, you know, just sends them down, doesn't think too much and just has a bit of fun and, yeah, she sends them down nice and quick. I, I don't fancy facing her in the net at all. <laughs> Gee, she's good. <laughs> I was, I was actually glad they batted for a long time when Darth is bowling against Northern. <laughs> so, yeah, she has me ducking and weaving all the time. So, What about, yeah. uh, obviously, your teammates are a great part of cricket. You have someone that's really close to you in the Scorpions or Strikers camp? Yeah, Megan Shoots probably the one. I've grown up with her, so I started playing cricket with her at Sturt when I was 14. She was about 18. Um, and, yeah, she's, she's probably, you know, my closest mate. Um, in the squad and yeah we've got a pretty tight friendship and yeah I, I used to annoy her a fair bit um she actually broke my hand before an under 18s 
date trip oh, um, no. wrestling me because I was annoying her so much. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you got hit on the hand with yeah. you in the nets. <laughs> no, she threw me to the ground for some reason. I can't exactly remember why, but I was being a bit irritating. And, yeah, so, yeah, we go back a fair way. And, yeah, she's, she's awesome, you know, on and off field. And, yeah, she's been a great um, strikers and Scorpions captain. Yeah. So, yeah, she's she's been really cool to work closely with and, um, yeah, on-field and off-field. Well, you've been very lucky to be able to serve plenty of time at all levels and across many teams with her, so that's, and that's an amazing story, Alex. You've got so much ahead of you. You're only 25, so you've got many more years ahead, which uh, I think are going to be pretty fruitful for you. So good luck. Um, obviously, the, the scor- Scorpions coming up. about say Scorchers. Scorpions coming up <laughs> in January, so uh, make sure to get out to Karen Rolton and support the girls. Alex, good luck for that in the new year. Hopefully, good things to come. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks Alex. Guys. There we go. Alex Price joining us there. She's uh, up and uh, away in holiday. We, uh, I don't think we'll get there in time, unfortunately, for the beers with Alex. So we'll just have to, I don't know. She owes us a couple then. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the next game. A-22-3-0-0-0. You can have your say. Still got a $50 ace cricket voucher up for grabs if you'd like to give us a call. Chat anything cricket. The Boxing Day test today. Australia all out for one ninety five. And we'll have plenty more talk Big Bash-wise on the way on the other side of the break because right now the Thunder taking on the Renegades. We'll update you next. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. 15 minutes to 7 here on your Saturday night. Boxing Day test has been uh, played today in Melbourne. 195 Australia were bowled out for today. That's right, only 195. Not a great day for our home site, India. 1 for 36 at Stumps. Bonds, currently, it's not just uh, test cricket we're talking. The Big Bash has begun over in Sydney. We have match 14 in Canberra. Uh, that's not quite Sydney. The Sydney Thunder are batting, though. 3 for 141. It's in the New South Wales sort of area. After 14 overs, so they're going at 10 and over. The Thunder, they're flying against the Renegades. How's this? Uh, one of the batsmen for the Thunder, Oliver Davies, has just gone and hit a 23 ball, 48, five sixes in a row. Yeah, he hit four, four of one over, and then uh, the next ball he faced, he put over the fence as well. So they are smoking Jeez. him, the Thunder. And Callum Ferguson's at the crease as well. He's 12 not out, and he's just working ones while the other guys are hitting sixes. <laughs> Ferguson came in at three. Davies came in at four. Ferguson, what did you say, the 12 not out, and now Davies on 48 already dismissed. It's just ridiculous hitting. So the Thunder are going very, just very well. Just his second game, Ollie oh, Davies. Oh, just geez. his second game. Just a way to enter the scene. Later on tonight, the Sixers play the Stars as well. That's from about uh, just after 8.30. So there's plenty of BBL to keep you company on the lounge tonight on your TV set. But Bonds, the Strikers, they had a game during the week, which was a, a pretty close finish. They had a very good win. They uh, batted first and made 150, which is a bit below par. Pilar, uh, par on that ground's at about 170. Mm. Renshaw made 32. Wells, 31. Nielsen, 28. Salt, 25. Uh, Xavier Bartlett for the Heat was the best of the bowlers with three for 24. And they kept the Heat to nine for 148. At one stage, the Heat were eight for 68. Mm. The strikers bowled beautifully. And uh, very well captained by Peter Siddle as well. And then Jimmy Pearson, some rearguard action from the Heat captain, captain the Heat for the first time because Chris Lynn pulled a hammy in the warm-up. He made 68 not out and almost got the team across the line. Cooper was out for 22 to an absolute 
stinking decision by the umpire. Mm. Uh, smashed it into his pads and got given out LB. Majib, 18. He hung around with Pierce and they put on 60 at the end. Danny Briggs. Yeah. Three for 20. He, he bowled very well. Uh, we said he was coming and there yeah. he is. Three for 20. Uh, Rash, two for 30 and Siddle, two for 41. No, I'm so pumped that finally Danny Briggs has got himself in form. I'm going to put it down to him being on the 5 Double A Sports Show this week. That's where he got his form from. <laughs> of course. We beat, him, beat his drum the day before, and uh, he came out swinging. So well done to the English off-spinner who's come into this team and, and unfortunately been subbed out twice so far during the summer. So uh, good for him. Well, amazing it, result, though. It was an amazing result. It's very important that Briggs has found some form because it looks like Rash has done a hamstring. Yeah. So we don't know how bad that is yet. Uh, we're waiting to see maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of games. We yeah. don't know yet. Well, it's not good timing because Adelaide is about to host uh, two home games uh, in a row here at the Adelaide Oval for the Strikers starting on Monday mm-hmm. uh, against two Perth teams. So that's it's a bit unfortunate because we just want to see our star out there. And he's the biggest crowd favourite. Everyone goes for him. There's little cardboard cutouts of his face around the ground. That's how much we love him. So, I mean, it's, it's a shame, but he's got scans on his hamstring, I think, uh, happened on Thursday. I haven't kept up with what's happened the last mm. two days. Um, the results, I'm sure, are on the way. But hopefully he's, hopefully he's okay. He's been very quiet. They have nothing mm. coming out of the camp so far. Yeah. Uh, so that will be disappointing if he can't play on Monday. Yeah. So Monday night, Strikers and the Scorchers, it's the first home game, so get to Adelaide Oval. And then, of course, New Year's Eve game. Of course, it, that's that's the big one. That's what you really cannot wait for. So if, if you haven't got your tickets, I think uh, they're just about snapped up, but you might want to hurry on and check out adelaidestrikers.com.au just to see if there are some available for you. It's the biggest night. New Year's Eve. It is the biggest night. It'll be here before we know it. And it, we we are the best place for it. There's no better place for a New Year's Eve Big Bash event. We do it so well. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be at most, I think I've only missed one. Yeah. It's been, yeah, amazing. And obviously the highlight of Travis Head making 100 mm. against the Sixers a few years ago. Um, they The strikers just lift on New Year's Eve as well. It's a magnificent night. I think they've only lost one game on New Year's Eve. But uh, looking forward to that. They take on the Scorchers, as we said. So I think it's Travis Head's birthday as well, the 31st of December. Is it so really? I think that's why it was also very special when he came out and hit that uh, that century on New Year's Eve. I'm going to check that. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah. Talking about the Strikers, though, and the way they're playing, the only uh, – well, Ricky Ponning did his team of the decade, and I'd like to know whether or not any of our strikers made it because the Big Bash has been around now. This is the 10th season. There's been some incredible players throughout. But have we got any stars that have made the, the 11 of the great Ricky Ponting? Of course we have, Tuggers. Yes. So here, <laughs> the Ricky Ponting's uh, best best T20 side out of the Big Bash for the first 10 years of the Big Bash. The side is Aaron Finch, captain, Sean Marsh, Brad Hodge, who was an Adelaide striker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Glenn, Maxwell, Glenn Maxwell, George Bailey, mm-hmm. Marcus Stoinis, Matthew Wade, Sean Abbott, Rashid Khan. Yes. Ben Lachlan, who did most of his work for the Strikers. Yep. And Lassith Malinga. Ooh. All right. So there's an 11. I've Now, you were telling me before we went on, because you didn't tell mm. me who the 11 were. You said you had an issue with some of them. So I want to know who... I, I'm more. Got, I don't have an issue with the people that are in there. I've got an issue oh, no. with the people that maybe left out. Oh. So the name that comes to mind, obviously, is Chris Lynn. Yeah, he's not there. 
He's not there. And how can he not be there? Well, he's played 77 Big Bash games. He's made over 2,300 runs. He averages 37, which is at the high oh. end, and strikes at 150. Amazing. I think he should be in that side. Yeah. Uh, so maybe at the expense of George Bailey. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yep. Slide them all down a bit. Uh, the the glaring obvious one though. Yeah. Is Darcy Short. Oh, I forgot about Darcy Short. So Darcy Short has an amazing Big Bash career. Mm. 43 games, 1,764 runs, at an average of 46 and a strike rate of 143. Oh, that's so amazing. that's the second best average of any player. Sean Marsh has the best. Yeah. He's just over 46. So Darcy Short, and is it Darcy Short's also won player of the tournament twice. Ooh. And he's not in that 11. That's that's pretty stiff. And he used to play for Woodville. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm seeing the bias. No, but the numbers speak for themselves. The numbers though. do speak for the I just threw that <laughs> cheeky, cheeky comment. But the, the numbers do speak for themselves. And I think the one thing with T20 cricket is you've got to be consistent. Hmm. And you cannot get any more consistency uh, from from two team of the tournaments. Like a player of the tournament, sorry. Like yeah. you, You've got to be consistent for a whole year. And you've got to do it twice. Like he he's been a star for a few years now, and just and he's worked his way into the Australian T Twenty opening position. That's how good he's been. So, oh, I like the fact that he um is back in your your sort of uh, conversation there. And looking at the team, when you said Finch and Marsh, even at the top, I'm almost thinking Sean Marsh almost goes as great as he's been. Oh no, Marsh 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 T Twenty record, Big Bash record is amazing. Is it, is it better than? He's, it's better than anyone. Oh, okay. It's better than anyone. Oh, well, shut me down. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kane Richardson, I reckon, is the other unlucky one. He took uh, 37 wickets for the strikers at 26, and he's taken 46 wickets mm-hmm. at 20 for the Renegades. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I And obviously one of the premier white ball bowlers in Australia. I think he's a bit unlucky to miss out as well. Yeah. Um, maybe take the place of Sean Abbott, although Abbott's been very good as well. Well, poor Abbott it's, was the one who got... It's a hard job, isn't yeah. it? Poor Abbott's the one that got smacked for those sixes by Travis Head on New Year's that day, you remember? Yeah. When, that was the moment of the of the tournament, if not uh, the moment of the decade, really, in the big bash. In, in fact, I've just quickly, while I can slide this in, Travis Head, his birthday, I was pretty close. It's the 29th of December. I was two days off. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. It's not quite. It's That's not wrong, quite right. Though. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you're close, though. I was so close. It was his birthday weekend. <laughs> As the Thunder have just <laughs> lost another wicket, Daniel Sams is out. So the Thunder, they're in the 16th over, sorry, 17th over, and the Thunder are four for 172. They're Sheesh. flying. Flying, absolutely. Um, Lasith Malinga, just one last one. He's at the uh, end of that 11 as well. Would hmm. you pick him? He wasn't around for long. Um, yeah, I might have left him out. Maybe yeah. Richo comes in for yeah, Malinga. Yeah. He had a, he had a, I'll never forget that day, 2012, um, and he took six for seven at the MCG. Yes. Just remarkable bowling. It, it's almost Hazelwood. Six you know, for five seven. For eight. I took six for seven at school once. <laughs> Goodness gracious me, that is where we're headed. Hey, this week is going to be very, very interesting as we sort of wrap up the program for tonight. We're going to find out whether the third test is going to move out of Sydney to Melbourne. That's going to happen this week. We're going to see the Strikers play on Monday and also on New Year's. That's happening this week. Uh, we're going to see uh, plenty more of this Boxing Day test unfold, which I'm super excited about. We have a lot happening. 
We've got lots to talk about next week on yeah. the show. There'll be a couple of Strikers games played. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's all going to happen. And, and the show was that jam-packed, and thanks to Barat Sunderason and Alex Price for joining mm-hmm. us. We didn't have a chance to give away our Ace $50 voucher, so we'll have another one of them next week. Uh, bang, two. Two of them up for grabs next week in the new year. Hey, well, for the sake of it, I'll see you next year, Bonds. I'll yes. see you next year. You will. Yeah, and uh, and everyone else tuning in, hope you've had a great Christmas break. It has been quite the year 2020, but we're on our way out. We're not far away. Still a few days to go. Enjoy the cricket. Hopefully Australia can bounce back on the Boxing Day Arena. 195 all out today if you've just joined us, trailing by 159 runs on stumps on the first day. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the time off, and we'll see you next Saturday.